0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time each day. And as always, those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others and help it continue to grow. Thank you so much. I'm humbled and grateful by it. Hope that I managed to use your time wisely. Hope that it helps our country just a little bit. We have one bunny rabbit on the walk with us today, and one kitty cat that tried to assassinate me walking down the road, but failed, (laughs) thankfully. All right, we're going to get going. I don't have much else to report that I can think of right now. It is still hot, oppressively so, and there is still no rain, so, so be it. It'll come at some point, but might stop and say a prayer for some of the farmers. Lord be with them. All right. We're going to get going. Uh, One of the things that we talk about or that you hear, especially politically in the country, is always, well, you know, if we just had the right fiscal policy, if we just had the right foreign policy, if we just had somebody that really understood economics or really understood how other countries work or, you know, it's always there's always some secular solution to the problems of our country. And you really get this on both uh, left and people that claim to be on the political right. You get the so-called socially liberal but fiscally conservative Right. So we're going to go back and read. We're going to start with a letter from Samuel Adams to James Warren from 1779 and kind of see what some of our founders thought about what was most important to our republic. So this is just a little snippet of that letter. A general dissolution of principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. But when once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. I think that's a pretty big deal, folks, because that's certainly where we are today. How necessary, then, is it for those who are determined to transmit the blessings of liberty as a fair inheritance to posterity to associate on public principles in support of public virtue. I do verily believe that the principles and manners of New England produced that spirit which finally has established the independence of America, and nothing but opposite principles and manners can overthrow it. If you are of my mind, and I think you are, the necessity of supporting the education of our country must be strongly impressed on your mind. It gives me the greatest concern to hear that some of our gentlemen in the country begin to think that the maintenance of schools is too great a burden. That's a big deal right here, folks, because uh, I hear even get some of the comments back uh, from the podcast, people saying, well, we've moved past the point of public education. I had somebody a couple of weeks ago say, well, you're just brainwashed, you know, to think that we still need public education. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, one, we absolutely have to have public education uh, because there's always, there, there are always going to be families in certain situations that for whatever reason can't, won't, can't figure out how to educate their own children. The problem is we have taken public education and done pretty much the opposite on every single issue of what we need to do today. And so you can't have that. You're, you're having taxpayers publicly fund education that goes exactly against the founding principles of the country. It's, it's literally destroying the future of our nation right now, the way we're running public education. And so a lot of people see that. That's why you see the continued percentage across the nation increase in homeschool. That's why you see the success of many charter schools, private schools, so both things can be true at the same time, folks. One, we have to have public education, but two, not in the current state. We can't have it in the current state. It's It would be better not to have it. We're doing more damage with public education today in the way that we have it than if we didn't have it, but not having it is going to be dangerous. So the point is we've got to fix it. And, and Samuel Adams here, what he's saying is the, the main point for the country is virtue. You've got to have virtue. And and one of the only ways to ensure that that happens, he said, is supporting the education of our country. And, and he was very concerned that some gentlemen, right, think that the maintenance of schools is too great a burden. The problem isn't. The system, like needing the system, the problem is the way that we're running the system today, folks. Make sure you understand that. And, and we're going to come back and hit that a couple more times. Let me see. Where did I get? There we go. I wish that they could hear the <clears throat> incommuniums I, I pronounced that wrong, folks. Sorry. That are given to New England by some of the most sensible and public-spirited gentlemen in the southern states for the care and expense which have been freely born by our ancestors and continue to this time for the instruction of youth. Virginia is duly sensible of the great importance of education and, as a friend in that country informs me, has lately adopted an effectual plan for the necessary purpose. If virtue and knowledge are diffused among the people, they will never be enslaved. This will be their great security. Virtue and knowledge will forever be an even balance for powers and riches. I hope our countrymen will never depart from the principles and maxims which have been handed down to us from our wise forefathers. This greatly depends upon the example of men of character and influence of the present day. This is the subject my heart is much set upon. But I fear I have wearied your patience. I will conclude with my most ardent prayer that our last days may be our best days and our last works our best works. So, Just to make sure that we're clear on this, that Samuel Adams, when he's talking about virtue, was talking about based on the principles of Christ uh, in his Rights of the Colonists from 1772, the right to freedom being the gift of the Almighty, the rights of the colonists as Christians may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institution of the great lawgiver and the head of the Christian church which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the New Testament. So this virtue that he's talking about has got to be based on the principles of Christ, which is the main issue with public education day. There are other huge issues. The fact that the school hour is longer than, than a working man's day for many kids, a grown working man's day. The, the fact that the school year continues to get longer and longer, the fact that the home life for so many of these kids is broken and dissolved right those are huge issues too huge issues but the biggest one by far is that we've taken god since 1947 continually marching this direction we've taken god out of the center of public public education if you're a private citizen and you want education that's completely rejected god that's fine that's on you you can go pay for it you can go find somewhere and spend your money but if you're going to take money from taxpayers in the United States of America, which is a Christian republic undeniably, unless you're you're completely ignorant of history or you've got malevolent intentions, you have to have that public education based on centered around not just, you know, 30 minutes in the morning, but each class period like we've talked about. And it's not hard, folks. English, we've got superb literature from poets across the board that support and strengthen our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ. Uh, Science, we could do it again. We've talked about Washington Carver. We've talked about Benjamin Franklin. We've talked about others. Very simple to do. History, we do it every day on this podcast. Super simple. Uh, Math, as I said once recently, you know, I'm not an expert in that field, but I'm sure that somebody that is could figure it out. If we don't have public education funded by public taxpayers centered first and foremost on God and the Bible and Jesus Christ, then we are undermining the very foundation of our future. Jedidiah Morris talked about, uh, talked about that and good Lord, I wish I had that quote right now, but I don't Talked about if If the foundations be destroyed, Right. And what he was saying is if we destroy Christianity, if we destroy the principles of Christ, if we take that out of our system and a number of our presidents have talked about this, you know, if we if we take those out of our system, out of our public institutions, out of our history and heritage, what do we have left? I think Harrison, maybe, maybe not. I'll have to go back and find it. You know, he said, if you take it out of your family. If you take it out of your constitution, if you take it out of all your public laws, what do you have left to tie society together? We have nothing. And, and folks, whether you're, you know, regardless of what people who vote for support uh, are indifferent to the evil values of the left, whatever they say, regardless of that, their actions show that that's what they want. And maybe "want" is the wrong word. You you can change that word, but their actions show that that's the direction they are going. That's the direction they want the country to go is to undermine our foundations and radically destroy and change the country. And that is the direction we're going. Abigail Adams, a uh, couple great ones from her before we wrap up, I just thought, because it, it shows again this, this need for virtue that Samuel Adams was talking about in his letter. And that virtue has to be tied to education folks Uh, but this is from 1775, November, wrote to Mercy Warren, actually. A patriot without religion, in my estimation, is a great paradox as an honest man without fear of God. Is it possible that he who has no moral obligations can have any real goodwill towards men? Can he be a patriot who by openly vicious conduct is undermining the very bonds of society, The scriptures tell us righteousness exalteth a nation. Folks, Abigail Adams, I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, And man, this is harsh. And some of y'all, this is going to make really uncomfortable, and that's okay. That first line, a patriot without religion, in my estimation, is as great a paradox as an honest man without the fear of God. If you take God out, if you take the principles of Jesus Christ out, regardless of if somebody, if I'm a person accepts him as as his Lord and Savior. If you take those principles out, you can't have a patriot. And so when you hear people today, your friends, your family, uh, cousins, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, parents, children, it doesn't matter, folks. When you hear somebody say, oh, I love this country, but man, I can't stand. We've got to get God out of everything. That's just, that's not who we are. They're either lying to themselves or to you or to both. You cannot, as Abigail Adams said here in this letter, you you can't have a patriot who undermines the bonds of society. And when she's talking about that, she's talking about, you go back to the first sentence, a patriot without religion is as great a paradox as an honest man with no fear of God. You cannot have a patriot who rejects God and and Jesus Christ. It's, It's not possible, folks. And you can see that today because look what's happening to our country when we reject God out of our institutions. Have you had men and women who have rejected Jesus Christ as their personal savior, but still followed his principles publicly and in their private life? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I always say you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American, but in order to have the American Republic, we have to have a people that follow the principles of Christ. Another one, 1776, Abigail Adams again, writing to her husband. I feel no anxiety anxiety at the large armament designed against us. The remarkable interpositions of heaven in our favor cannot be too gratefully acknowledged. He who fed the Israelites in the wilderness, who clothes the lilies of the field, and who feeds the young ravens when they cry, will not forsake a people engaged in so right a cause if we remember his loving kindness. I just thought that was great, especially that last little part, if we remember. And we've forgotten God, folks, and so many just almost across the board in our nation publicly. Um, But if we'll remember him, he won't abandon us. Doesn't mean life will be easy. Uh, You can look at the, the pain that our country has gone through over the last few centuries. But it means he'll go through that pain with us. One more and then I'm gonna have to leave y'all today. uh, This is 1780, Abigail Adams writing to her son, John Quincy Adams. The only sure and permanent foundation of virtue is religion. Let this important truth be engraved upon your heart. Justice, humanity, and benevolence are the duties you owe to society in general. To your country, these same duties are incumbent upon you with the additional obligation of sacrificing ease, pleasure, wealth, and life itself for its defense and security. Uh, That's a huge quote, folks. We could probably just stop there and do a podcast on that one quote. Uh, The point, again, the reason I I read this is because she ties virtue back into religion. And so when you look at these, these different quotes and comments, Samuel Adams, Abigail Adams, and I had a couple others, Noah Webster, but we don't have time for it. They all tie in virtue, religion, when they're talking about that, they're talking about the principles of Jesus Christ and education. You have to have those, those three things tied together for our Republic. Other countries can survive without that because other countries, uh, now I'm not going to say they'll survive. Well, (laughs) you can look at Iran, China, you can look at the socialist problems that Europe's having across the board, but those in America as a Christian republic, if we truly want freedom and liberty, those three things are inexorably tied together. You've got to have virtue in a people. That virtue can only be displayed through the principles of Jesus Christ, and you have to educate your children on those principles, And and we're pretty much doing the opposite of that across the board, at least as far as public education goes today, folks. And we're going to come back and talk probably pretty soon next week or so about what do we really need to change in order to get this back on track. So sure to appreciate y'all joining me. I'm going to leave y'all a little bit quickly today. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all so much for giving me a little bit of your time. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.